there was a guy that I was talking to at the coffee and you know networking thing the other day, and he was saying he he's in Iowa. He was like the BIM manager for this large firm in Iowa, and I think he said he came from where did he come from? And he was like blown away what you can get in Iowa mm-hmm. for the same. Yeah. And and so there was another guy who works at Walter P. Moore Engineers, and he was he lives in D.C. So he's he's pretty close to you. And he was yeah. like, you can't believe how much it costs if you want to live within 30 minutes of your office, right? He's like, <laughs> yeah, he was just, because he came from a, cheap air, a cheaper area and he moved there and he was just like from school, right? He was like $9,000, it would cost me $9,000 a year to live it, where I used to live. He's like, now, <laughs> he's like, that doesn't get you very far. $9,000 may, may get him through two, two and a half months. Exactly. And he was just like, what the heck? Right. Like, and, and so he's like, the other guy's like, you need to come to Iowa, dude. <laughs> you can come to Iowa. He's like $9,000 a year. Like that, that may not hold up. He goes, but you know, 4,500 a month. He's like, you could have an eight bedroom house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you could work from anywhere now, like. Maybe you should and go just go be happy, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, and to be quite honest with you, I kind of, I kind of hope that that's where this uh, the profession is going to go. Is you can work for these larger companies that you found a home at. You know, you found that this is the place that you want to work for, but because of the climate of the profession. You can actually live somewhere else. I hope it actually changes those laws that we talked about in that one episode, right? We were talking about uh, how yeah. you've, you've actually would have to have a business. Your company would have to have a business license in the state for you to actually be an employee that lives in that state. I hope that that kind of changes based on this. Yeah. Because, to enable I that mean, to happen. I mean, think, of it, you know, think about like we, what we talked about is you lost people who wanted to move to have a better life, a more affordable life, you know, probably closer to family and things like that. Right. But couldn't continue to work for you because of that law. Yeah. Yeah. And they wanted to, and the company wanted to retain them as well. And so it was mutual. It wasn't like nobody used it as an excuse to part ways. It was like, how can we make this work? And it it would handcuffs, total handcuffs the whole time. And that just sucks too, because, you know, we always talk about how expensive it is to, I mean, there are people who have left our firm to, you know, move closer to family. They're starting the family out and they move closer to a family. We had to lose them because they didn't have the option of being able to continue to work for us. Yeah. And that just sucks because they're good people who provide value to our company. Mm-hmm. And now we have to not only find somebody who is experientially the same as them, but also need to like train them in you know ways. like yeah. the ways of the company yeah and that's expensive for sure <laughs> and time consuming and any of these like 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 the biggest profit hog on any project is change <laughs> i love it <laughs> well yeah change to scope change to leadership at the yeah. in the client side change to your right. staff right uh, totally yeah you're right and and so like you know when it, when things like that I mean we've had people who've left the the firm on this particular project that were great people needed their experience needed their their understanding of the particular project because I mean 
I don't know how much I've said it, but I mean, I've talked about this project is a tough project because there's a lot of facets to it that aren't common, aren't usual. Mm -hmm. And so once you really get into the meat of the project and understand the project and understand what's going on with the project, it's, it, it's a blow to lose somebody, right? You know? And so when they, when they move away, and you know, they can't be re retained because of these state laws and things like that don't allow you to continue to keep working for the firm. That's just, that sucks, man. I was, I was talking to one of my team members the other day, I guess just yesterday, and he was telling me some crazy, and I can't remember what it was, some crazy statistic about how many people are planning on moving. And, yeah. And it is happening everywhere. And, and what's interesting to me is it's happening and nobody knows about it, right? Like, all of a sudden, someone's like, it has a new backdrop. You're like, where are you? You're like, well, I moved. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I haven't talked to you in like a month and you're in a new, I can't tell you how many people that's happened to me with. So it's happening everywhere. It was a huge, shocking number. It was like, yeah, I can't remember. But it was, it was very interesting to hear that because there's tons of opportunity. Obviously, people are making adjustments, tons of adjustments that they probably would not have had the time to make because it just would have. It's not even on their radar. But now that you're in a different kind of scene every day mm -hmm. and you're looking around you and you're like, you start thinking about that kind of stuff. Where could I go? Where could I be? And what's interesting is like the weird little hiccups that come out of this, right? Like the one that we talked about with, with Garrett, where he moved to Colorado and it was like, all of a sudden you can't work for the company anymore. I mean, they, they knew it in advance. They knew it actually before he moved, but, but they, right. they thought they were going to be able to make it work and ultimately they weren't. And now, like, I'm hearing from people who are like, I moved to a different region in the same state. Obviously, California is a big state, right? Uh, well, the health care that you had is no longer applicable. And, yeah. we, and we didn't catch that. And so now what? Right? Yeah. And, and like, like they, they're giving him some BS about missing a deadline of like 30 days or whatever. And it's like, and, and then he's hearing from other people, there's no deadline. What are you talking about? <laughs> so we, weird stuff that are stressing people out, like talking about mental health, like, this is an additional stress now because I'm sure HR departments are kind of like fielding tons of this crap all the time in larger companies, right? Where people right. are moving around, making adjustments and having to deal with all of this stuff. It's It's got to be weird. Like I would not have even crossed my mind that your healthcare would have to change moving in the same state, but just because it's so regionally based that all of a sudden this, this wrench it shows up. <laughs> yeah. The thing about it is, is that, you know, you're right. It, it, a lot of times, most of the reasons and rationales of why people are moving aren't, you know, because, oh, I really hate this job. It's, it's mental health related. Or it's family. It's, like, yeah, get closer you know, to family. I mean, I, I consider that mental health related, really. Yeah, that's right. And it's just, it's, it's kind of a, a bummer that, and again, like I say, I hope that this particular profession can get past that and then we start to demand more out of some of these like state laws that allow for people to actually work within firms that you know, say Evan, Evan decides that he wants to go live in Colorado, but mm -hmm. he wants to stay at HMC. You know, well, let's petition the state assemblies to pass these laws so that you can do that. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, you can see where they're coming from, right? Like they're collecting state income tax based on right. the company that you work for right. in that state. And, but it does seem like they're, there could be a way to still base it on where the company is is physically located, but it, it's so like this interstate relationships that that are becoming more and more 
they're just happening more and more. It's it's got to be there's got to be some way to work that out. It all comes down to the dollar. It does. It always comes back to to where the money's flowing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's got to be like really hard on the businesses too, and in a time when so many businesses are dying, uh, right? That the states really do have to kind of modernize the way that they think about how they collect taxes from business, because so many more businesses are going online, which don't have mm-hmm. don't follow any kind of state boundary right 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 um and and now so many companies are going under that actually have physical locations and there's got to be a huge loss in revenue there and and it seems like you know everybody's kind of feeling like entitled to the way things were and i've even talked about this in some of the lectures that i've given about future technologies that people need to be on the lookout for like autonomous vehicles right it's like what what is your city going to do when there's no more need for parking what is your city going to do when they can't your your local police force can't ticket people for overnight parking in the wrong place because they're not parking (laughs) there anymore like like you're not entitled to this revenue that you generate this way right now or or hell because autonomous vehicles are going to be programmed to follow the letter of the law so there's no more running a red light there's no more speeding there's exactly. no more reckless driving well and look all at what's going to happen with generate revenue from yeah and look at insurance right like insurance is going to have to change the whole business exactly. of insurance has to change there's you're not going to need gas stations on every corner anymore because everything's going to be electric right and you're not going to collect those taxes either right so like you can't continue to operate under the assumption that those funds will always be there because that's how you do it now or have done it in the past for decades, right? Like in the grand scheme of things, decades are nothing. They're, they're blips. And, and now we're looking at change faster than change has ever happened before. And there are tens of thousands of people working on the autonomous vehicle problem. How many people in your city are working on this issue? Oh, you could yeah. probably count mm-hmm. them on one hand if that. Oh, maybe not necessarily this city, because remember, this You're is big. where we do a lot of policy. That's true. Yeah, the I rest can't. of the cities. <laughs> but in my in my town, I, I bet it's yeah. like negligible. There's probably there might well, but, be one person. <laughs> but even like you know the advancements in mass transit and things like that as well that nobody I mean, uses. Yeah, that well, <laughs> maybe now Dura. they're back to using it, kind of. But. Uh, you know, is interesting. Yes. I mean, ridership obviously slowed during like the lockdown phases and things like that, but it's back. Yeah. It's, it's back. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to like, you know, see, especially when we start to see some numbers rising, but anyway, it's interesting, you know, that's, that's even, that's taking the concept even further. And then even I was thinking about like, you know, just being a little bit selfish about, you know, well, what the hell if I want to move, right? you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to change jobs. I just, you know, might want to find a better, easier place to live that's closer to family, and and I could, I couldn't. Maybe cost a little bit less or whatever. Yeah, there could be many it, reasons to make those adjustments for sure. Like I've got how many cars sit in the driveway that I don't mm-hmm. use? Okay, yeah. I want to get rid of those. Right, I'm going to change right. my insurance. I'm going to save some money there. Oh wow, what if I what if I moved? I could save a lot. Yes, right? exactly. And I could have a beautiful view out my window instead of looking out this whatever, right? And why should that be totally off the table? It shouldn't be. Yeah. What is that road? That's that big, massive road right next to your house. Not next to your house, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Actually, what's crazy with that right now is it's, it's like, it's, there's a house between me and the road and it is a, it's a major thoroughfare. It's, it's, it's a, they actually call it a highway, but it's not, it's not really, it used to be. Um, now it's kind of just like a main artery, but they're tearing it up and putting a bunch of stuff under the bunch of pipes and stuff. And, and it was like every day now, large vehicles ride down that road, drive down that road. There's this major, it feels like earthquakes over and over and over (laughs) all day long because they've got those giant metal plates covering up their holes and these trucks go driving down and like, boom, 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 boom. And it's so disruptive, right? And it's taking months for them to do this. And it's, it sucks, man. It's like, it's like all of a sudden having a jackhammer go off every day at various random times because there's these giant vehicles rumbling over these plates. It just, oh, it's brutal. Yeah, and it's, uh, and it's just like, yeah, ah, oh, I don't want to live right here right now for sure. I want to. Well, well we do else. have, we have that stuff going on now, but I will say this, this is honestly the time to do it, right? Mm-hmm. A lot less cars on the road. <laughs> a lot less cars on the road, a lot less personal inconvenience to you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I but. saw that there's some guy who has a TikTok where he's just constantly apologizing for his wife, Karen. And oh, it's so funny because he, yeah, you know, basically fabricates these events where Karen did something and he goes to apologize for it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's super funny. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I had texted a buddy of mine this morning. It was just, I was like, oh man. And he's like, I'm assuming you're uh, talking about uh, Sean Connery. I'm like, yeah. And, um, <laughs> Because you call him? No, 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 no. Sean Connery is like passed away this morning. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, broke the news. Sean Connery oh, passed breaking away news. Morning. Yeah, and so it was just like Lazenby is uh, now our oldest living Bond. I was like, yeah. I was Whoa. like, most people forget about Lazenby. I was like, even though for some reason I actually liked that. That was one. a good and one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, he's like, it, he goes, it's one of the best stories. He goes, he, and he's not the worst actor. He was just new and then he lied about his experience. Right. And that was the only, that was one of the reasons why he only had one, one movie. He didn't get any other movies. And I was like, right. And I was like, like we don't lie a little bit to land a job. Yeah. And it's funny that, you know, we were talking about something similar about, you know, people who really want a job or really want something and they're like kind of embellished in it's living up to it. I, I thought, I thought Her Majesty's Secret Service was not a bad flick. Yeah, yeah. You know, unfortunately, you know, my dad was a big Bond fan, uh-huh. and um, and so we watched the, all of the Bond movies. And I, I honestly thought that, you know, and, and I know that this seems to be sacrilegious to a lot of people, but I actually really did not like the uh, what you call it, Roger Moore. Oh, you can't ones. you can't poop on the Roger Moore because just because that was my that was when I was growing up, like he was the Bond. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's definitely like this fun playboy kind of a dude yeah so that that was that was my that was my bond as well you know i also grew up watching you know like yeah all of the connery movies i got into those on my own my dad was never into the bond stuff but i i enjoy all of them for different reasons for sure he also really liked did you ever watch the tv series prisoner no Oh, you, dude, you got to check that out. It's, it's a quirky British. I, I think you'd actually enjoy it. It's called the prisoner and it's uh kind of like psychological TV series. It's, it's just kind of, it's crazy cool. Yeah. And for some reason I always had like this issue with just the, 
I guess the extra helping of cheddar that was always applied to like seventies movies. Yeah. You're just like, Oh man. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's just like, we think about this. It's just like, you know, I, I remember like the mystique of death race 2000. And then I go back and I watch death race 2000. You're just <laughs> yeah. like, God, this sucked. <laughs> you know, yes. You know, it's just like, I really thought that this was like, Oh, you know, like scary thriller chase kind of crazy movie. And then you're just like, kind of nah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there are although it was also we, we just watched the other day the car I, I um, don't know what that is okay so it is another 70 it was 77 actually and it was with James Brolin and he was the you know town sheriff and mm-hmm. there was this there was a car a driverless car oh terrorizing. this is like uh Spielberg's uh yeah the, yeah that was a good we watched uh, it, I watched that the, that was the, pretty good um, yes actually and and so I can't remember the name so, but it was good <laughs> I think this this was the cheesier version, uh, or this was the lower budget version yeah. than Spielberg's, yeah, um, or Driven, or just something like that. We were just looking it up the other day because uh, we were talking about it, and I liked that one. I, I and I saw both of those movies. Funny enough, I saw both of those movies in the drive-in. Where, Duel, you know, Duel, yeah, seventy-one, Duel, yeah. Yep. And but anyway, so it was the the devil driving the car, you know, kind of thing. Yes, yeah, totally. And, and uh, it was it was. And so, like, we watched it, you know, because like, oh, I remember that this movie scared me. Magdalena's sitting there, and she's, you know, not quite 13 yet. And so she's sitting there. She's looking at us like, the hell is wrong with you people? This is, like, <laughs> this is terrible, horrible movie. Uh, oh, the movie critic. 